2: Welcome back inside TD Garden, everybody. My name is Mike Petralia. Joined, as always, by the one and only Josue Pavone. What's up, This is not a night for frivolity for the Boston Celtics. As they drop to 18-4 and on the season, they get beat by the Detroit Pistons, 118 to. 108 here on the parquet on monday night this garden report is powered by clns media and draftkings.com go to draftkings.com and use the promo code clns for one free play with your first deposit at draftkings.com Josue, really what i thought tonight was about was about the detroit pistons stan van gundy and company Really coming into town, reminding everybody that the Boston Celtics are a terrific team. They've had an unbelievable start to the season, but don't forget about them. They are now 13-6 and six right. on the year.
0: Yeah, tracks. you know, I saw them do things on both ends of the floor that really just translated throughout the entire 48 minutes. There was a stretch where I feel like in the third quarter, the Celtics sort of showed life. They were starting to pick up their momentum. You saw a lot of three-pointers going in, that huge run that got them right back into the game. But it seemed like the same story that we saw in the first half. Whenever the Celtics made that big run, Back came the Pistons with another run of their on their own. And then they made the key defensive stops in the fourth quarter. But we can't say enough about what Tobias Harris did in that third quarter specifically. I mean, without Tobias Harris going off the way he did in that third quarter, I just don't think the uh, Pistons would have had enough to sort of keep the Celtics at bay, especially in that fourth quarter. And that's when Tobias Harris continued to do what he was doing. And then you saw other guys like Avery Bradley make huge stops. You saw Kyrie Irving look rattled because of Avery Bradley. And, I mean, for guys like you and me who – seen Avery Bradley throughout the years. We know that there are very few players in this league that can defend Kyrie Irving the way Avery Bradley did, and he did that again tonight.
2: All right, let's talk about Avery Bradley. It was his night to return to Boston uh, after leaving in the summer, after being dealt to Detroit. And Avery Bradley not only shows class before the game and talking about Boston with great deal of reverence, but he showed class in the way he played the game, just like he was or just like he did for seven seasons here in Boston. He played his heart out. He started out fast, but he was a steady influence. He did not have to do all the scoring, but as you said, he really set the tone getting up in the grill of Kyrie Irving, something the Celtics fans got used to seeing in the playoffs last year or in, in seasons past against Kyrie when Kyrie was with Cleveland.
0: Yeah, you know, it took less than five minutes for him to force a turnover. It was a backcourt back violation right on Kyrie Irving, and he was pretty much in his shorts throughout the entire right. game, really rallying him, making him feel uncomfortable, and uh, of course, also the front court sort of picked up on that tone that he set so early on in that first quarter. You saw a lot of guys in the front court play defense. I mean, Tobias Harris was doing his thing on the offensive end, but he was also making stops. He was making things very hard for Kyrie you saw them throw a lot of different bodies at Kyrie Irving, especially when he was driving to the hoop. A lot of those layups that we've seen gone go in, Throughout this entire stretch, especially throughout that winning streak, and throughout the three-game road trip, just weren't falling the way we saw them falling. And throughout those, uh, throughout those games, where Kyrie Irving really went off. Of course, the 30-point game, the 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 performance he did over the weekend. I mean, this was that game where he sort of dropped the ball a bit. And even though there were guys like Marcus Smart who picked up some of the momentum, I mean, when it came down to that fourth quarter, they made the key stop they needed to make to close out the Celtics.
2: All right, before we move on from Avery Bradley, a little bookkeeping. He was asked by NBC. Sports Boston's Abby Chin, uh, in the morning shoot-around. Do you see yourself staying in Detroit? Is that a place where you could see yourself settling? Because obviously he's in the final year of a contract. And he said, it's too early to tell. We'll have to see how the season plays out will you know play it by ear not committing one way or another and you know he comes out gets a standing ovation which is what you would would expect here in Boston during the introductions the lineup introductions and then the video tribute that is a really a tradition now anytime a former Celtic comes back to Boston it was really a special night for Avery Bradley let's move on to Kyrie Irving we haven't said this much but he did not have a good second half he had a very good first half he was five of nine from the field fourteen points in the the first half as the Celtics trailed just 60 to 57 but in the second half it almost looked like he wore down from facing Avery Bradley he was just one of seven from the field four points, and a big reason really why the Celtics committed 17 turnovers.
0: Yeah, you know, he, he was in himself in that fourth quarter, but also there were some crucial mistakes made by his teammates. You know, we saw that huge, huge turnover by Marcus Smart, which I really was thinking he was going to call a timeout because there wasn't anyone remotely open when he turned that ball over at half court, got the fast break going for the Pistons, and the Pistons just sort of picked up the momentum from and that That was a killer.
2: That was, a, that was an inbound pass, uh, really – uh, a pass he shouldn't have tried to Al Horford and uh, Andre Drummond stepped in front and raced, went off to the races. I mean, and the grimace on his face just told the entire story. He knew he shouldn't have let that pass go. It
0: really got things going. And especially in the seesaw type of game that this was, yeah. I mean, we saw almost, what, about 20 20- – 20 times this game was tied, a lot of different lead changes. We did see rookie uh, Jason Tatum sort of pick things up a bit. He hit a a big corner three-pointer in the third quarter, got a couple of shots going in the fourth, got to the free throw line in the fourth quarter. But at the end of the day, though, those key stops and someone like Tobias Harris dropping 30 points, Avery Bradley making things happen on both ends of the floor, it was just a lot for the Celtics to take in those last, what, three or four minutes in the fourth quarter.
2: Look, the Pistons provide something to the Celtics not many NBA teams are going to be able to provide and that is Andre Drummond. 26 uh, 26 points 22 rebounds he was a monster all game long especially in the first half uh, when he had 14 rebounds he really dominated the paint and not a lot of teams are going to be able to come in here and do that but brad stevens after the game said a couple of things he said this is the kind of pistons team we've come to expect over the last couple of years very well uh coached by stan van gundy loves the way they run their offensive sets created problems last year here about the same point of the season and came away with a big win, did the same thing tonight. The other thing Brad Stevens told us, our defense wasn't very good tonight. Right. No, it wasn't. And also, much respect to
0: Detroit, though. I mean, they have guys that are pretty much throughout that starting lineup, they're all capable of scoring 20-plus points. I mean, they're a team that sort of flew under the radar, you know, before before the regular season started. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, they're making their point loud and clear. I mean, this is a team that can not only, you know, put – put points up and, and score against you, but they can also defend. And that begins and, and, and ends with Avery Bradley. I mean, this is, again, not to keep talking about Avery Bradley here, but one point I want to – It's the night to do that. Well, it's, it's one more point I want to get across, and that's the fact that not only is he so good at defending Kyrie Irving, but I feel like when you have someone like that in the backcourt, it always gives you a shot to, to to make a deep run, whether we're talking playoffs or whether we're talking a top-four team in the East. I mean, that's how valuable Avery Bradley is. You wonder why Avery Bradley doesn't want to commit so early and saying that, you know, I can definitely see myself staying here long term? That's because he's going to earn himself a huge contract next summer, and that's because of what he did tonight and what he's going to continue to do throughout this regular season.
2: In the shoot-around on Monday morning, Stan Van Gunn, Called Avery Bradley's impact on the Pistons contagious, and we saw tonight why Absolutely. he is so contagious in a good way for the Detroit Pistons. They come out of here with a 118 to 108 win, beating the Boston Celtics only the fourth team to beat the Celtics this year in 22 games and just uh, the second home court loss for the Celtics this season. Of course, they lost their home opener to the Milwaukee Bucks. That's the last time they lost a game here in Boston. We'll have complete coverage on CLNS Media. The Celtics fall to 18-4. and The Pistons improve to 13-6 and on the season. That has been your Garden Report. Brought to you by CLNS Media and DraftKings.com. Go to DraftKings.com, use promo code CLNS for one free play with your first deposit of at least $5. He is Josue Pavon. I'm Mike Petralia. That is your garden report for CLNS Media.
1: What's up, guys? Jimmy Toscano here. And guess what else is here? That's right, the holiday season. Unfortunately, there's just not enough time to see everybody on your nice list, but that doesn't mean you forget about them. But how about stepping it up from a card this year? A bouquet or festive plant from ProFlowers is perfect because it's not the same old traditional gift. It says way, 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 way more. ProFlowers' best-selling candy cane roses are a great option for a holiday gift, December birthday, or even an anniversary. Or you can always go with their classic mini Christmas tree that comes with lights and ornaments. Sounds easy. No matter which bouquet you send, my listeners get 20% off any of ProFlowers' unique bouquets of $29 or more. ProFlowers bouquets are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least 7 days or your money back, and you control the delivery date. To get 20% off all bouquets of $29 or more, go to ProFlowers.com and use my code GARDENREPORT at checkout. That's proflowers.com in code Garden Report.
0: Josue Pavone here coming at you from TD Garden alongside Nick Gelso. Nick, where hey. have you been? Were I'm you back. too cool to come down here and hang out yeah, with us dude, now? Dude,
3: it's Thanksgiving. I got to go home and see the family uh, in ex- Pennsylvania. Yeah,
0: me. All right, I guess that's a valid excuse. That's but, valid, right? Yeah, I mean, nonetheless, though, these Celtics, I mean, they've been going through their ups and downs throughout this regular season. I mean, they've, more ups and downs. More, more ups and downs. I mean, the winning streak's over. They did put together a few wins, and then, uh, Things went a little bit south. But let me on ask Monday you this, night. though. Is Marcus Smart out of his slump, or is it way too early to even start talking I think about it's Marcus. probably way too early
3: to start talking about that at all, right? I mean, but aren't fans, I mean, looking at what Marcus does all around the court, and this is one thing I have to say that I've, I've been saying quite a bit, is I, I've always been tough on Marcus until I had the opportunity to really, really pay attention to him in the playoffs last year in the building. It's different watching Marcus Smart and what he contributes on television versus here in the building. If you keep your eyes trained on him throughout the game, you're going to notice all of those defensive intangibles he brings to the court.
0: Whereas if you look at his stats, you see 29% from the floor, 25% from behind the arc. I know it's early, but, I mean, Nick, for a guard, for a guy who's shown that he can go off the way he did on Monday night, I mean, it's just not an encouraging sign for uh, one of your go-to guys off the bench to be shooting like that. But Josue... Brad Stevens seems to say it after every game with a with a shooting percentage
3: like uh, at 29% and folks that's not just three point shooting. That's field goal percentage yes. at 29%. Where's uh, helps my point? It, you're going to get if you're the coach of the team, you're going to get the question often w- what do you tell Marcus about his shooting slump, right? And Brad continues to say Marcus should continue to shoot if he's open. That's Brad Stevens' philosophy. When do you put the stops to it? When do you stop saying, all right, Marcus Smart, everything you're giving us on the defensive end of the court does not entitle you to 15 shots a game and to 29% shooting?
0: So do you think it's the spots that he's picking, though? Because let's face it, last year, that was probably my biggest knock on Marcus Smart. I hated when he forced the issue. This time around, I feel like he's not necessarily forcing the issue, but he's just not finding that consistency that we're looking for. Here's what
3: I think it is, Josue. Marcus Smart is an exceptionally good defender. A very good he, – he sees – I think he had six assists on Monday night. Mm-hmm. He sees the floor well, but the dude can't shoot. <laughs> so there's a point where you just got to say, you know what? If I'm wide open, I'm taking it because otherwise, what am I? I'm Rajon Rondo, which means you become a liability at the end of the game because you can't hit a jumper. So he's got to take he Rondo level it. now? I, I still put him ahead of Rondo shooting-wise. You know why? He hits the big shots. Yeah. Marcus Smart, with the exception of Monday night, hits – the very very big shots. Right. He always seems to. He could. Dennis Johnson was that way. But when I was growing up, right, so. DJ would go two for twelve from the field, and in the fourth quarter, he'd hit the three biggest shots of the game, and you'd forget everything
0: he missed right. prior to. Well, he also makes those big defensive stops with him. That's too, which is why he's in the game in those situations. And right?
3: then, and then, at, at what point, And again, this is a question for Brad, and that only he can answer. Coach Stevens is at one point. Do you tell Marcus? Enough is enough. My philosophy would be, Marcus, if you're open, shoot it. Don't force it. I've not seen him force too much. Opposing teams are giving him the shot, knowing... He's the worst shooter maybe in NBA history.
0: Well, I think that's the encouraging sign, though, that he's not forcing the issue. Of course, Monday night, he did go 6 of 9 from behind the arc, which is not something that you see out of many players from the Celtics, especially from behind the arc, minus Kyrie Irving. I mean, when you have a player like that who's on the way he was on, I mean, of course, the Celtics still managed to lose the game. However, it is an encouraging sign that maybe things could be turning around. See, I don't look at it
3: even as encouraging from a standpoint of he's coming out of a slump. This is what he is. Mm -hmm. I've never known Marcus Smart. Have you, audience, ever heard or seen, you know, known Marcus Smart to be a knockdown shooter? I mean, I think i got to agree with he's you on that He's not a good one. shooter. This is what he is. I, I, this is what he he's is. He's going to give you one of these games every, what, 15, and, and, 16 maybe, games? Maybe, maybe, maybe get one every five, but here's the thing. Celtics fans need to chill out because if the Celtics lost Marcus on the defensive end of the court, they'd be in big trouble. Because he's really the gel that keeps it going. I mean, to a certain extent, he is kind of like the K- I'm going to get beat up for this one. But the KG of this defense.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. You know,
3: well, he is the defensive. I'll, I'll say he's
0: the new he's Avery the Bradley of this I defense. Could, I
3: can live with that, too. I'm not quite sure. So, he's KG level. And Avery, at this point in Avery's career, he was not shooting well either. It took Avery to go down to Maine for a couple weeks, come back up, have a couple off seasons, and he came back. Let's give Marcus Smart a couple seasons. Maybe we've already given him too many. I don't know. <laughs> But I'm not parting with his defensive uh, juggernaut that he is. So if he's got to shoot, shoot it when you're open, Marcus. When you're not, please pass it and stop flopping. This year he's not flopping as much. We can uh, say that.
0: Well, it's just that he hasn't <laughs> gotten caught yet. Maybe that's what it is. All right, well, we'll see at the let home the, cooking let, here yeah, at TD let Garden. Be. Let's see your reactions, guys. Comment, of course, like you typically do beat the uh, hell out of us right yeah <laughs> beat us up why not i mean that's, we're used to that's it. what we're here for right we're used to it hey we got a five game homestand of course clns media has you covered here at td garden